Compliance is a profession where people work tirelessly to make the world a better place. And there are hundreds of amazing and inspiring women who have helped the field develop into what it is today. Great Women in Compliance is part of the Compliance Podcast Network. So join Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine as they talk with women in compliance who are making a difference. Hello, you're listening to Great Women in Compliance on the Compliance Podcast Network. I'm Lisa Fine, and we are so excited to welcome Charlotte Young, the Chief Risk and Compliance Officer for Winrock International. Thank you, Charlotte, so much for being here. I'd like to just start by you talking a little bit about your background and how you got into compliance. Great. Happy to, Lisa, and thank you so much for inviting me. I'm flattered and pleased to be sharing on this great podcast. How I got into compliance, I would sort of give it a, the way I'd talk about it is I'd say there's a theme of 10, which is a little bit of rounding error, but... I am a lawyer, and when I graduated from law school, I spent about 10 years working for a law firm with a pretty basic corporate litigation practice, which I enjoyed and was great learning. I then spent about 10 years working in-house as a law firm, again, in a litigation practice, but I started to move into doing more compliance-related work, such as fraud investigations policy and procedure work, trainings. And after those first two decades, I decided I really wanted to work for a nonprofit. And I sort of fell into my leading interest was nonprofit, not necessarily compliance, but I fell into compliance because I did have some of those, you know, skills that I could sell after 20 years of being a lawyer to an organization that approached me and that I was lucky to get employed by, the Nature Conservancy. And as I mentioned, the, the overlap there, if anybody out there listening is a lawyer and wants to get into compliance, there really is a, there's a huge skill set that you can sell to move into this area, such as investigations, clear communications, writing, knowing about policies and procedures, conducting trainings, all those things work well for me to make that segue. So then I spent my third 10 years at the Nature Conservancy, and there I I am pleased to have had a great team and many colleagues who helped me build a, a culture of compliance that I think was successful. We spoke a lot about integrity, about transparency. We did a lot of good work in recognizing people. While I was there, I took on some new programs. I know Michelle Beisel has spoken on your podcast and she encouraged me to take on privacy. I did that. I took on youth safety. So I had a a really good 10-year run at the Nature Conservancy. And I'm starting my fourth decade at Winrock International. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Wow. It's really very interesting. So what made you in your theme of 10, what was appealing to you from Winrock and, you know, had you move on to this next phase and what was exciting about that to you? Yeah, well, thanks. I wasn't really thinking about, oh my gosh, it's 10 years, I need to move. But as I reflected back, I thought, well, you know, maybe it is. I was approached by Winrock. And I think one of the reasons I was approached was because I had in those years spent some time sort of trying to build my stature in the compliance community. And I really encourage people to do this, to speak on podcasts when asked, as I did when you asked me, Lisa, (laughs) to write, to go to conferences, to get your name out there. And so I believe that's part of the reason they approached me. And, And to answer your question, one of the reasons I wanted to join was because they wanted me to start a new program 
they had existing compliance work, but I was going to have the exciting opportunity to pretty much do what I wanted, frankly, and build something. So I was really excited about that. It's a great mission. As I said, I wanted to work for a nonprofit. That's why I started with the Nature Conservancy. The mission of Winrock is to you know, empower the disadvantaged, increase opportunity and sustain natural resources, all which things are really near and dear to my heart. So their work is just amazing working in human trafficking and women's empowerment, child labor, agriculture. So lots of things that were exciting to me. And that's really important. I think everybody listening, I'm sure, knows the basic (laughs) common sense. If you're going to work for a mission-driven organization, you want to, you know, believe in the mission. Mm -hmm. The other things that appealed to me for this job is I would report not only the board, which is so important for compliance directors, but also to the CEO. And I was going to be, or I am, on the executive team. So that for me was really important because you need to be on the at the top level on the inside, not only to have influence, but also to know what's going on. Especially when you're building a program. And just as a quick aside, with this year's SCCE, I remember meeting you briefly and then hearing about your panel or what you're, what you were doing and people were saying, you need to go hear Charlotte. So no matter what has happened throughout your career, you have built that within the community. And that's something that particularly women like me and others who are still newer in certain aspects, we really appreciate it. So for those listening, thinking, you know, does it matter when you do these things? It really does. And you were also mentioned that, you know, when you made this move, they looked to you. And, you know, for people who just, you know, are going through their careers, I think it's terrific. So just so you know, I would like to mention. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Reputation proceeded. So we were really excited about that. Well, uh, very kind. Well, thank you. And one of the things that, you know, you've spoken about a second ago, but also speak about fairly as well as being on boards of directors, as well as now being, you know, you having your reporting relationship to the boards of directors. So I think that experience is so important for women generally. And I think that if you could talk also about that. Sure, I'd love to, because I think it's important, but I will qualify it by saying my children are grown now. So I have time to not only do my full-time job, but also do volunteer work. I do volunteer for several boards. And so If you have the space, I know everybody has such busy lives, but I found it really rewarding to sit on, and it's all volunteer boards. I don't sit on any paid boards, but actually in my early career, I sat on boards that related to my children. I sat on and chaired the board of my children's preschool, for example, and then later did quite a bit of work for the homeless sitting on boards. But most recently, it's really come home been brought home to me when I do these volunteer board work, but I also report to a board in my last, you know, two careers. And it's been really interesting and valuable for me to see it from both sides. And I really think it's improved my work on both sides, both from being the person, the compliance officer at Winrock International who reports to a board, or also being right now, I chair a board in Washington, D.C. of farmers markets. It's called Fresh Farm Markets. And I I have an executive director and people who are Charlotte, except that you, you <laughs> see it, and so it's the flip. And for me, on the volunteer board side, it's rewarding. You learn a lot. And I've been able, you know, I've learned a little bit in the last three decades, and especially the last one working for, you know, in the compliance arena. So I feel like I can really bring value and help these volunteer organizations. I mean, these organizations in my volunteer work. So 
it's really rewarding and you can make a difference. An example is my executive director at a board I sat on, there were issues that this person needed help, you know, and there was some other board members were saying, well, you know, why isn't this person doing this? And I said, what are we doing to help him? You know, and I've been on the other side of that. You know, I work for you, but don't just criticize me. What are you doing to help me, to develop me? What are you doing to help me do what you want me to do? And so it's been, I think I can help when you do sit on both sides, you see that. And that's just been really rewarding for me. It's really helped me fully appreciate what a board does versus what management does. And, you know, when I report to a board, I need to be sensitive to the fact that I don't want to give them too much information. Their job is strategy, right? It's oversight and strategy. So when you report to the board as a compliance officer, you might be tempted to tell them everything. You know, I mean, certainly want to tell them the important things and the risky things, but keep in mind their job is strategy. It's not day-to-day. And then on the same side, as I chair a board now, I have to keep reminding my board members, no, oh, let's don't get way too deep into what's going on with the staffing or the day-to-day. Our job is to keep this high level and to help guide this little nonprofit organization that we're helping out here as volunteers to the right answer. So it's really given me, a, I think, a heightened sensitivity to what it means to be on a board. Yeah, what I was just you know, briefly going to mention is that intersection, you know, really can help both for what you're doing and the follow up in terms of strategy versus management versus details, as well as being able to ask the right questions, I assume, just from the experience to be able to have the crossover where you may have a perspective of having been on a board you know, when you want to provide more details to your board. And when you're asking questions, like you were saying before, to be able to help people that, you know, your executive directors and other team members by having been in that role, I'm sure that kind of cross-pollinates as well. Exactly. Exactly. You know, one thing I've learned on the compliance officer side is you do need to be close to that board. (laughs) It's really important. It's, and I think all your listeners appreciate this. It's such an important relationship. It's one that really needs to be nurtured and kept alive. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the relationships with business leaders and the board and different things. There's a lot of relationships in compliance that are just so important because when something goes wrong, it's nice to at least be able to have that trust level. And I think all of us are dealing with that. Well, the other thing I wanted to talk about briefly is within your career as a woman compliance officer and litigator, whether or not you have, you know, any advice that you like to share, you know, for different women and women in compliance or generally what you have seen or what you haven't. It's always, you know, people have had so many different experiences. Sure, I'd be happy to. I don't know about the compliance career as a woman. I haven't really hit, frankly, any great hurdles because of my gender. There are so many great women in compliance. You've got so many of them on this podcast. But I would like to share my personal experience of what it's like to be in this profession, especially for any of your listeners who are starting in compliance or are curious about compliance. You know, and I was struck by Stephanie Davis, one of your early speakers with Volkswagen, where she said, you know, it's too stressful not to be who you are in your job, which is so true. And you're more effective, the more genuine and authentic you are. And so if you take that to compliance, the way I look at it, at least for me personally, is 
I love having a job where my job is to do the right thing. (laughs) It's not always easy. I was going to say it's easy, but it's not always easy. But boy, do you feel good about it. And it's great to have a job where your guiding light are things like integrity and transparency. And that's your touchstone always. And in that way, it is easy because you see things, at least I do, frequently a lot more clearly when I keep going back to that main, you know, guiding light. And it's changed my personal life. I have, when one of my daughters was in high school, she came to me and said, you know, she'd overslept and she wanted me to write her a letter for the, you know, the attendance person so she wouldn't get in trouble. And let me tell you, I don't know about other people out there, but in this particular high school, that was a very common practice. And I just thought, you know, I'm not going to do this. And that may seem like a little thing, but for me, it was actually quite a personal, you know, revelation that I want to do the right thing in my job. I'm going to do the right thing in my personal life. And so there is, again, we talk about positive feedback loops. It's been a good fit for me. It's an easy thing to be compassionate about and compassionate, but it's an easy thing to talk about as I'm talking about it now. And I loved litigation, Lisa, but I'm just saying I didn't feel that level of passion that I do about doing the right thing. You know, one last thing I'll say, you do need a lot of judgment in these jobs. And so people who enjoy that or who feel that they have good judgment, they're going to be a great fit because there's a lot of subtleties, as we all know, and as you know, I'm sure. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think that that it is such a nice lens. And one of the things that I have seen recently is that compliance professionals, it's important, like you said, we always seem trying to do the right thing. And sometimes even when the right thing is clear, it's not always easy. But what I really notice from what you say is that the thing I'm passionate about is that it's not always the easy way to be doing the right thing throughout. But the people in this field like you, that's what we do. And we work through and use judgment to try to do that and make sure that we're explaining, you know, what it is to other people. And I think that that is just, you know, when you see a lot of people in careers and we're both in Washington who are spending a lot of time trying to get ahead, people in compliance, you know, want to do well and want to succeed, but want to do it the right way. And that is something that makes it easier to get up and into the jobs. Absolutely. Agreed. And I mean, is there anything else, you know, you think about now in your theme of 10 that you wish you had you know, thought about more in the first or second one that, you know, from your experience that you want to share to the group? I'll leave you with two kind of seemingly small, but they might be helpful tips because I love to give people tips and I think they're important and practical and maybe your listeners would be able to take something away. One is, you know, this was my earlier theme of sitting on boards, being on boards, reporting to boards. I wish I'd fully appreciated that in my earliest compliance career, the importance of spending time with your board, reaching out. Most of the people, especially for me, because I've worked for nonprofits, but I think it's true across all areas that, you know, your board of directors, they want to do the right thing. Boy, it's, you know, they're the fiduciaries here. So for the most part, I would think they'd be willing to hear from their compliance officers. And, you know, it's so important. And management, that might make management a little bit you know, a little bit concerned, you know, what are you saying with them when you're in executive sessions with them or that kind of thing. So that's where your judgment comes in and management trusts you that you are doing the right thing with the board, but you have them as not only your backup, but as you're listening and as, you know, somebody who will support you. It's just such an important relationship. And I'm so appreciative of reporting to boards that have 
you know, provided that to me, but I had to work for it. So that's my tip. Spend the energy. If you don't already have it, spend the energy working for it. My other little tip is recognition programs. I think they're so important in compliance and they are actually pretty easy and they are really fun. So a few ideas that I've used or heard of other people using, we had at the Nature Conservancy an ethical hero program where people could just name someone. It wasn't a nomination for a vote and it wasn't an award, but it was a recognition that this person has acted with integrity and we would post their names and People appreciated it so much. And I spent some time, you know, personally thanking each one. And, you know, it really sets a nice tone. And people deserve to be rewarded for, you know, for their good work and speaking up and being ethical. Another recognition program I've recently done is a compliance champion where if someone speaks up and makes that really hard call, whether it's to the hotline or directly to me or anyone or cooperates, providing them certificates, naming them compliance champions. Now that could be secret because, you know, not everybody (laughs) wants everybody to know they called the hotline. I get that. But I want those individuals to feel that they did the right thing and that I and my company appreciates it and so that they're recognized that way. So anything you can do to get people's names out, recognize them, thank them, reward them, You know, it's sort of one of the many, but a real fun part of what we do. So those are my two tips. Get close to your board and work on your recognition programs. And I mean, with recognition programs, I think that's a great place to close out because I think people often hear what didn't go well. And when somebody does something that's, you know, ethically really good and, you know, they probably had to go through, you know, finding out about some not so pleasant things to get to that point, it's really special to have them know that it's also appreciated when they do well and do right and when, you know, the programs work. So I think those are some really good ideas. And I want to just thank you so much for taking some time with me and so much appreciated. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for inviting me and I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much. And on behalf of the Compliance Podcast Network and Mary Shirley and I, thank you all so much. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Great Women in Compliance. We hope you'll join us in honoring the great women in the compliance field by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review.